Welcome back. Welcome back to the Words Over Ice show. I am your host, Ray. We have our co-host today with us, Jason. We're going to talk a little bit about investing, stocks, bonds, real estate, metals, all that good stuff. Really interesting topic. Uh, Jason is also going to touch a little bit on the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace. If you guys have not yet done so, head over to Instagram. Follow us there, the Words Over Ice show. You can find everything we have on our website, wordsovericeshow.com. And then, of course, continue the donations and support. We appreciate it. You go to patreon.com slash the words over ice show. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining. Let's get to the conversation. Hey, uh, just want to say rest in peace to the young king, Nipsey Hussle, that spoke about uplifting his community. And not only spoke about it, but did it. He walked it, talked it, showed it, and laid it down. He was about investments and owning your own. Investing in yourself is one of the best things that you can do in your life. Because if you invest in yourself, then you're building worth for yourself. Therefore, you can give to others and give to your community. You'll be missed. And we appreciate all that you did in the short 33 years that you were here on this earth. You'll not be forgotten. Be easy, amen, man. amen, amen. You know, man, that you said his uh, his send off was today. Yep. I didn't. When I first heard about this, I was actually I was going to a basketball game. So I played a men's league out here, and, and one of my guys on my team's like, "Do you hear Nipsey? Nipsey died." And I honestly, man, I, I I've been so out of the the game for so long, like not even listening to rap music. I had no idea who it was. Right. But. As I, obviously it's been all over the news and everything, but as you learn more and more about the dude, and honestly, to, to, I don't know, maybe I'm an asshole for this, but when I first thought about, like when they first heard about him, like, oh, it's just another rapper. You know, I didn't think much, but when you start learning about the dude, he was actually, he was actually about something, mm-hmm. you know, like you were saying, he wasn't, he wasn't just another, you know, fly by the night rapper. And that's honestly my first thought was, uh, you know, not, not that like uh, someone died, but like. It's just another one. Right. Because it happens, you know, it happens a lot. But yeah, man, like you said, man, investing in people and yourself, that's that's a big thing. And it's an important thing. And a lot of people don't know how to how to go about it, especially when you come from, you know, from, I don't know, you know, when you come from a, a background or, you know, poverty or where you're you're not well-versed or you're not from wealth and your, your parents or grandparents haven't been, you know, necessarily investing in, in things that the wealthy people do. It's hard to kind of pick up and or understand. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what do you, uh, I know you were talking a little bit about something going on in Greece and, and how you, you carry a lot of cash. So what, what happened out there? Well, it was, it, I think it was what, like, it's probably been shit. Time flies. It's probably been four or five years ago when the, uh, Mm-hmm. What was it? The Euro crashed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, in Greece, like I, I was reading that, you know, citizens could go to the ATM, but they were limited to a certain amount of money uh, that they could pull mm-hmm. out every day. And that caused a lot of people to lose their jobs, their cars, because they couldn't get to work, you know, their houses, because um, pulling out money was some certain ways that people were paying rent and things of that nature. And, mm-hmm. um, me personally, I don't. I, I keep a certain amount. I have multiple accounts. Let's just say that. Um, mm-hmm. But I keep 
the multiple accounts, there's only one that I keep a decent amount of money in. The rest of them are used for paying various bills. And uh, for the most part, I keep a decent amount of cash just at the house on me. I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not saying this so somebody can try to run up. You run up, you run up. It's not a good idea to come to the what's, crib. What's the address, Jay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is five. Where do, you, where do you keep this cash? It is exactly, five, buddy. five, six, AR 15 <laughs> Avenue. Come through whenever you want. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is I keep, a, 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 I guess you could say a bug out stash just in case we got to bail out if anything happens, because the world we live in now is volatile. And watching that happen, um, no country is immune to a economic collapse overnight. No, And especially mm. with the digital world we live in, somebody can go in at any time and just destroy uh, all of our financial banking systems and, you know, just collapse the dollar. I mean, the dollar has been on the, the seesaw for how many years now? You know, yeah, forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I just I just. In in my mindset, because my parents were the people they were, they hit me to it, and I just I keep a decent amount of cash just in case we gotta you know make a move. And, and that's that's not a bad idea. I have I have some friends out here that do that as well. They have kind of their they have a bag like a duffel bag, emergency bag. Right, they got right. you know, passports, it, IDs, exactly, shit like that. bro. That that's all that's all it is. I'm not, I'm, and you know me, you know me. Uh-huh. By no means am I balling or rich or nothing like that but i'm not even close to broke you know what i mean like it's, it's just <laughs> it's not the way that we roll you know we try to be like ghosts in the fucking mist you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and watching that happen in greece where the euro just took a crap and then the yuan uh i think i'm pronouncing it right yuan or yuan um the chinese currency i believe that is uh fucking boom yaming mm-hmm did you say Yao Ming? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought I heard that. No, but it, you know, um, when one goes down, the other one bounces, you know? But the the one that's never, well, I wouldn't say never because I, I wasn't allowed or alive back then, but the pound um, seems to have held on pretty damn strong, you know? Yeah. It's still pretty much, I think it's almost double, if not just a little over double our money. But that's neither here nor there. Um, back to what I was saying. Yeah, I just keep a bit of cash, you know, to make sure that I can, if I had to, the family and I could make it to the coast, to the coast, you know, if we had to. Cash is king, man. Always has been, but right. I mean, the, the dollar, when you really think about it, right? If you break down the dollar, like what the hell is a dollar? Well, it, at this it's, point, it's, it's just ahead. burning paper at yeah. this point. Cause it's, it's all, it's a farce now. It's been a farce ever since the silver certificates were taken away. And money was printed hand over fist on a different level that exceeded what was actually backing it. You know what I'm saying? But that's right. It is what it is. And and people say, you know, gold backs the dollar. Not not so much anymore. The dollar is worth something because we say it does, because we say it's worth something. Right. There's there's commodities that are pushing it up. Yeah, exactly. There's demand is the commodity of the dollar. Right. We say it's worth something. So you are correct. Yeah. Because like uh, there's only so much gold. And there's a shit ton of it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot that they're not accounting or telling us for about. Um, mm-hmm. But they have exceeded the amount of gold that used to back the dollar, you know, by right. I can I don't even you know what that that makes my head hurt thinking about it. <laughs> it you know, you're, you're a fucking expert in the financial institution. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm an expert in the financial institution. Like I'm not an expert in stocks and bonds and things like that. 
Okay. You know what I mean? So what I do is I do commercial financing. So I do see, and I do analyze a lot of financials, but not in stocks. You you. know what I mean? So mutual funds, all that stuff is not what I do every day, but I do get to see the benefit of what I do is I see what rich people spend their money on. Right. Right. Cause all I deal with is a trend is really, is it with really wealthy people. It's all I deal with. So, and these people, you know, I'm, you're talking about millionaires hand over fist and it's generational wealth. Yes. And most of these people, because I'm in, because I'm in Cali in California, more, more so than any other state, at least that I know of has a lot of generational wealth. Yes. It where does. People came here, people came here to Cali, you know, you know, grandparents and you know great grandparents came back the gold rush (laughs) (laughs) the california gold rush yeah no honestly man they came when there was nothing out here they bought up all the property on the beaches because they knew what the hell it was going to happen here smart as shit right they took it from mexico and like you know this is going to be ours so (laughs) this is going to be part of the u.s and we're going to make it the best place (laughs) (laughs) that's why every street in california is a fucking spanish street Right. right Right, but right. They essentially say we're we're going to make it one of the best places in the world to live, one of the most expensive. But that's that's going to be all the stars are going to live here. We're going to build it up, and they didn't even have palm trees here. California did not have palm trees. They had to import all their palm trees. Oh, I bet because the the, the terrain was not meant for that. Right. So they brought more... that in for cosmetics to to make it look prettier. What were they? What are they? They're not carnivorous. Yeah, I think it is carnivorous trees, like all the pine trees and all the. All that that mm-hmm. forest fire tree shit, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So what was I saying? To, oh, to my point, there's know, a, a lot of gen- geo on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. All good, man. I don't even know if that's the right term. If it's not, excuse me, fo- uh, followers and listeners. I was They'll just pulling something out of left field. <laughs> it's, like, it's carnivorous. It's velociraptor sport. trees. Like, what the fuck is this guy talking? About? All right, back to what you were saying, though. Yeah, I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> no, you were talking about the people that came out there, invested in the land on the beaches. Yeah, yeah. So what I deal with is a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people who are wealthy, and it's generational wealth, like I was saying. So they're grandparents, great grandparents bought a bunch of land and now they have all this property and all this other shit. My whole point is I get to see how these people who have, who know wealth and who are familiar with being wealthy spend their money like into, I I get to see their financials like intimately. They they lay everything out for me. I know what they do with every fucking penny they, they have. So, so there's a big difference in the way generational wealth thinks and invests and there's a difference in between the way your common street investor thinks and invests Mm -hmm. right it's two different things so i mean this is like me personally i think real estate is probably one of the best bets to invest in hands down yeah hands down my philosophy, and I, and I know I wanted to talk to you about that. We were talking earlier about the gold and silver. I don't know much about gold or silver, which is why I want to talk to you about it, but I have my my thoughts on it, right? And my, my thought with, with investing is always it's you get something that makes money, mm-hmm. right? Like a, a rental property makes money. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at a piece of gold, it doesn't make money per se, right? It, does, it doesn't. It, it does when the market is on the up um right right now we're on the down Mm -hmm. uh where you find gold you find oil and gas prices it it basically you can watch this like if you see gas prices going down gold's going down too okay um 
they call it a precious metal for a reason, because at the end of the day, um, there were certain people that civilization that knew how to turn. Uh, I think it was, I'm going to say mercury into gold by doing a frequency uh, adaptation. That's some crazy shit that I read. I don't even know if it's true. Neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> gold, silver, palladium, platinum. Uh-huh. There's only a, so much of it in the ground, you know, so it'll run out. It will run out sooner or later in our lifetime because it takes time for it to be made just like just like bullshit ass diamonds like De Beers made diamonds a campaign and diamonds are literally worthless and they are just pushed because one person and one company owns them all right Um, and they hoard them and they make them and they make them exclusive quote unquote yeah scarce Tanzanite is 10 times like 15 times more rare and more expensive than a diamond uh, source sapphires, rubies, X, Y, Z. So like, just like that with gold and silver, there's only so much of it. And when it runs out, just like it is now in, in Africa, I believe, and a few other spots, I think Russia has one. I'm not sure if that site is still going or if it's even been true, but they're shutting down silver mines because one, the workers are getting sick and two, they're tired of working for nothing. And three, it's, they're running out of fucking actual silver, mineable silver. So mm-hmm. when that happens, um, that price of an ounce of silver will, you know, it's just like anything that becomes rare. It rockets, it skyrockets. So we're we're in a fine line right now where just like in the 80s, right, uh, gold really wasn't much. But then right, right around late 90s, I want to say, gold just blew the fuck up. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, you know what? This is all me being, I, I haven't looked at that chart in forever, but for our followers, our listeners, go look at the chart between 1970 to about now, and you'll see a spike somewhere in the late eighties, nineties, somewhere around there. Um, so yeah, it, it's, this is the, it's like, it's just like cryptocurrency. Uh, it's a super long game. You know what I mean? But if you look at it as a super long game, or you look at gold in the last 50 years, and I read this is I saw this a couple years ago, so this probably changed. But it's in the last fifty years. So if you had taken, say, you spread out an equal, you had a thousand dollars, and you put thousand in gold, thousand in mutual funds, and a thousand in real estate, right? Real estate you, shits on everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does because right, it's tangible right. land. You know, you can do so much with it. Yeah, exactly. But they they said in the last fifty years, gold your return would have been something like two percent. Because it, it, it constantly is going way up and down. It's like so. What's the draw to it? You got to sell when it's high and then buy when it's low. Okay, so do so you invest? It's, it's kind of like play a the stock. game. I know a lot of people invest in gold. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I know a lot of people invest in gold because they say, "Oh, it's tangible." If you know, if the the economy crashes, I have gold. Well, the, you know what I mean? I can trade this, but not since the fucking Roman Empire have we traded fucking gold. <laughs> hey, can I get those slacks for <laughs> one fifth of an ounce of gold, sir? For real, man. I hear people say that like, when the fucking economy crashes. I mean, when was the last time we ever fucking traded gold right. for anything, dude? No, no, that's, yeah, that's a true Caesar was because in power. we're living in the times right now where it's not relevant. But here's the thing is, is like, I don't buy silver and gold in the quantities that I do for me. I'm doing it for my kid. You know, so that she has something tangible because by the time she's my age, I think most of these plants will shut down and all of the the precious metals will be scarce. So they will have skyrocketed so high 
because every there's going to be one person that has more one or two people that have bought up everything just like uh you know most most really wealthy not rich wealthy people like bit like you said long wealth like mm-hmm. millionaires uh, uh for like five six generations they have yeah. portfolios that are deep as shit with gold and silver and platinum they don't ever touch it they don't ever see it they have somebody a broker that buys and sells off certain amounts to make them money in the meantime and then buys back when it goes down. It's it's really a game of watching and selling and then buying when it's low. And then eventually when it all shuts down and there's no more, the money is going to be there. It's just, it's, it's, it's inevitable. Right. Time waits for nothing. And then there's, so there's depletable resources that you'll, we'll never get back. Like, Certain animals that go extinct, gold and silver and palladium and platinum will go extinct too. And copper is one not to sleep on either because copper is used in every house for all of your fucking piping. They're going to have to figure out a way when copper runs out uh, because people don't recycle copper and shit like that. You know, recycling is not there. But also in every car, there's gold, platinum and, and copper and silver and all your wiring and everything. You know, it's, 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 we're not stopping making cars. We're only making more luxurious cars. Like, look at it now. Every car now is like it, it, when we were kids, if you had the base Corolla right now, when we were kids, you would have been the the shit, yo, yo, that shit would have been Toyota Cressida. Yo, yo, seriously. (laughs) Yes, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come 1992 on. 1992 Toyota Crescent with hey, don't, purple leather interior. Don't purple. sleep, though. That shit was hard leather as interior. hell. That was a hard-ass car, bro. <laughs> that was a presidential car, bro. Yeah, but it was you, a Lexus. You, it was a Lexus. Basically, guy did it, a Cressida, basically yeah. it was basically the ES. The uh-huh. first ES Lexus, yeah. But no, neither here nor there. It's like, yeah. I invest. I have, like, a pretty diverse portfolio, as I, I imagine you do. And I have some silver and gold, a decent amount of that cash. Um, I'm working on doing the money markets. Uh, I don't really mess with stocks because, one, I don't really trust stock brokers because they're kind of fucking snaky pieces of shit. And, mm. two, I don't understand it enough to even trust anybody to work with my money in that. There, there's where – so I see investing. There's a, Obviously, there's a ton of different outlets for it, but there's kind of four major ones. Mm-hmm. historically right you have the metals like you just alluded it or talked about you've got mutual funds you've got stocks like your single stocks mm-hmm. mutual funds is they're kind of in the same boat it is. But a little yeah bit it's different. like a portfolio of stocks right yeah it's like a, a stew of stocks right. right so you have a show you just throw a bunch of different stocks in you have a bunch of and value you have an investment pool um people who just you know spend a lot of money and, and buy up this certain amount of stocks and it can be in a certain type of industry. It can be certain areas of the world. It can be, you know, you can have a large cap, uh, a micro cap. There's all different areas you can invest your money in. Pause, and like, pause, I, pause. You just told me, what is this? We're what? 11, 18 minutes in now. You said about 10 minutes ago that you didn't know anything about investing <laughs> outside. Look at you, liar. Keep going. <laughs> I had to stop your flow because you lied to me. You lied, bro. You lied. Oh, caught up. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is the very basics of it, man. Listen, Usher. I'm... Caught up. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. I'm icing my elbow over here in this bag, Buster. Looks like I pissed myself. Oh, my God. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> oh, I got to put this shit down. Uh, 
I'm I'm saying I'm spitting the very basics of this because if you, if we're to dig and drill down into it, I'm gonna get lost. Right. You're like if if you had a financial expert to quiz me on this shit, like, I know how it works. I don't know the ins and outs like, of it. Bruh, really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mutual funds are a great option, man. They they are they're low cost typically to get into. They're very diverse. There's active, there's passive, there's a lot of different options, right? So your active ones are, you get a team of experts who are literally just sitting there trying to outsmart the market and trying to, they're more aggressive, trying to buck the trends. And, you know, you're making trades, you're making moves, you're staying ahead. It's a little riskier. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. Jordan That type Alpha. of shit. <laughs> that type of shit. Shout out. You got the, you got the passive stuff. Who? <laughs> Who's this? You have a team working that they're just keeping up with the trends and trying to stay with the Fortune 500 companies and just, you know, they're just predicting the trends and trying to stay with it, mm-hmm. earning you safer money, but still good money in the meantime. Right. So that's your mutual funds. You got your stocks. Obviously, everyone knows what a stock is. I'm not, dude, I don't know how fucking stocks work either. Neither do I, bro. That shit. You know, and, and I just can't, like, I can't wrap my head around bro, it. Bro, that's that part of the movie in the beginning with uh, Matthew McConaughey. He's like, I don't know how the fuck this works. All I know is I sell these people this shit. It goes up. I make money. And then that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why I don't trust you, motherfucker. Because <laughs> I am not rich. I can't, wait. I can't waste this kind of money fucking with y'all. And stocks really, like stocks, you have to have a little bit of money to play with. Because it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like really to make money is because stocks are, there are some long hold stocks. or right? some things you can put your money in and let's sit. Right. But. But the people who the, the shakers and movers are people who know when to buy in, when to sell. Right. You know, you're going in and out. You're playing this game. Like I know a dude who, that's, I mean, there's plenty of guys who do this, but all day, every day, that's all they do is watch the fucking, that's their job. Yeah. Right? Outside of stockbrokers, people who do this for themselves and they make a living off of it because they just watch the stocks, they buy, they sell, they read up. You have to read up. You have to know like when companies are coming out with shit, right. when there's when there's like tests, when new laws are dropping, there's just so much shit you need to know to really be efficient and good at it. And it just takes up, it sucks up a lot of fucking time, which is fine. I just don't have that time, nor do I have the knowledge to even mess with it. So I play it safe. You got stocks like Apple and I, you know, I get a little crazy with some, you know, I did some CBD companies, which I told you about. I'm, I'm, you got um, me interested in that. I am, I'm almost ready to drop some money on that. Well, CBD is it. So CBD, um, and we have a C- we're going to interview a CBD company this weekend, by the way. Okay. Um, What's his name? Shout him CB- out. <sighs> Don't even trip. Wah, wah. No, no, we're, we're going to use that as a uh, <laughs> stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> uh, what is his name? Manny. His name is Manny. Okay, awesome. Manny. It's uh, and I'll get you guys more information. ManyCBD.com. <laughs> it's, it's a CBD company out of San Diego. Shout out, Manny. Looking forward to talking to you, brother. Yeah. I'm hoping I got his name right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's Manny. Okay. What's up, Manny? Anyway, <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying now. No, you were talking about the oh. CBD stocks and investing in it. The reason I'm interested in it is because it's supposed to shoot up by 2022. CBD, the it. industry as a whole, is supposed to be a $22 million. It's estimated to be a $22 billion industry. I believe it. Right. So if you find the right companies, they're going to blow up. Oh yeah. They're going to blow up. So I found a couple, um, that I like they're down right now, but that's a long game. Right. I also have, uh, Facebook, which is down now, but I don't think Facebook's going anywhere. Uh, um, no, 
Right. But, but that's, that's my level of engagement in the stock market. Right. Very, very surface. Right. So companies that everyone knows that are pretty safe. Um, but there's so much other shit. Like if you look at it, there's so many small companies, just penny stocks, right? Penny stocks are kind of shady, but you can make a shit ton of money on penny stocks. Back to Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Jordan Belfort. Exactly. It's exactly what they were doing. And then the thing about penny stocks, which is cool, is with, you know, $1,000, you can fucking make 10, 20 Gs like that if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but that's why I don't fuck with stocks too much. I just need to know more about them. Right. Well, also, like you said, it takes money to play. It takes money to make money. <clears throat> if If you're really into, like, really trying to make a dent and a huge investment and gain, uh, mm-hmm. you know, short term, uh, really in our, our generation, I think in the stock game, Apple and Microsoft were the two and Amazon were the, the three that when they first started, like it was the ones to just really jump on, but nobody even believed in it because it was such a new tech that people couldn't even comprehend how far it would uh infiltrate itself into our daily lives you know and that's Mm -hmm. the thing to watch i think with stocks is the new technology the new product that will become part of everybody's life daily if you're going to invest in it you have to know exactly what the fuck you're talking about and see it before the masses see it you know you have like like when you hear a song before it gets hot or it blows up and you just know this yep. song is going to be the anthem for this summer, you know it when mm-hmm. you hear it, you know what I'm saying? So yep. it's like, you got to use the same, apply the same uh, logic to stocks, I believe, but I'm still too sketchy and too broke to play with it. <laughs> you know, you know, my, my, my buddy, Ali, who's, he's been on the show a few times. Um, you haven't talked to him yet, but he, he plays with stocks and he does, uh, calls. You ever heard of calls? Uh, no, I have not. And I can't even okay. front and lie. Like I, have, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about him. I know kind of the basics of how they work, but I, so what he does is he buys what's a call and I couldn't even explain to you what the fucking call is, but he buys these calls. And what it is, is you get, you say, Hey, by you pick a date, say, you say, Put me, June put me in and pull 20th. me out. Yeah, you say, so by June 20th, I'm going to buy this call for Apple or whatever, whoever it is, right? And it's, it's a lot cheaper than what it's trending at now. Mm. But I'm going to buy it. So by June 20th, say say this stock is worth, it's trending at $2 now. Say And I buy this call, I'm going to say, by June 20th, it's going to be $2.20. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it at this f- fraction of the price. If it goes up, I get to I get to sell it at that two twenty, and I I don't know how the ins and outs works, or how you make the money, but that's what he does, and he's pretty successful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a different. And that's what I'm saying. There's just so many different ways of investing with stock. It's not just buy a stock, sell a stock. There's calls. There's a bunch of different shit that you can do that I have yeah. no idea how to do. But but again, point being, it's super fucking complex. But again, at the end of the day, um, real estate is really the best investment if you can buy just bare undeveloped land. I think so. At the end of the day, somebody's always going to want, I mean, the world's ever expanding and you know, you know, you remember where we lived at out here, where you used to live at, where I still am, how much Mm -hmm. it has developed and expanded. And these people that the farmers that own the land, how much money they've made. And then they made the money, not just for them, but when they passed, 
which I know most of them have, their children and grandchildren are benefiting from it, you know, if they're smart enough to hold on to it and just lease it to the people that are developing on it instead of selling it, you know, it's like, here, yeah, you can buy, you can lease this land and develop on it, but you owe me, you know, quarterly, monthly, yearly, whatever, Mm -hmm. or just outright sell it and sell a part of it. You know, not all of it, but land is, land is like, Land has always been the commodity. There's a reason that colonialism was what it was. They knew what they were doing. They were hipped to the expansion of civilizations back way back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Before they became in power, they watched other civilizations before them, and they just followed suit but did it in a totally different way. They just never left. They just posted the fuck up and stayed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So. Land is obviously key because if you own the land and you you run it, you can you can definitely let everybody develop on it. But at the end of the day, your ass is getting paid, you know, so you're right. Land is I I would say land is the the best investment at this point in our lives. Land and real estate. And there's a there's a bunch of different. And again, going back to what I said, I see the wealth, the wealthiest of the wealthiest, you know, the the wealthiest people that I work with, they just own a shit ton of properties Mm -hmm. and it's all property. You get tax write-offs, you get to, it's just so many things you get with it. You can hide. So like I've seen millionaires, dude, millionaires who pay fucking, and and I've seen people who make, they just make $50,000, right? But I've seen millionaires versus people who make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and the millionaires just show, they just hide their money so well that the, the person who makes one hundred and fifty thousand dollars pays more taxes oh, yeah. than the fucking millionaire does. Yep. The millionaire because he has all these building buildings and shit to to hide everything. The in, millionaire you know I mean? turns around during tax day and gets like two hundred and fifty three hundred thousand dollars in tax back. Yeah, because they look like they're spending so much money, but they are actually just laundering money through their fucking properties. You, I mean, honestly, I mean, obviously there's clean ones, but shady ones, you can absolutely you can, do that. Yeah. You can, you can 100% do that. Oh, I, I got, I own this hotel. Let's fucking buy all new rugs for this hotel. You know, they cost $500,000 or something crazy. Hey. Right? And you just launder it through your fucking and put it in and write it off as an expense. So no one knows. So, about, so no 2012, knows I had done this, uh, no, I'm just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be a good I'm story. I'm telling myself, I am not a fucking idiot. No, I don't own any land. I don't own shit. I wear my feet, and I don't even own shoes, bro. I'm good. <laughs> Fred Flintstone yeah, in here. Yeah, huh? I'm a dude. <laughs> no. So there's different type of real estate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list a few out to you. Let me know what you think and what. And I'll tell you what I think, right? So you've got you've got residential. You can you know buy a house, rent it out. All investment. I'm talking all investment properties here. You have multi-unit. You're talking four units and above. So you're talking um, there's duplexes and all that stuff. But I keep I box that into residential. One through four units is considered residential, right? You can get a conventional mortgage on that. Okay. When it goes five units and above, it's considered commercial because now it's you know truly it's more of a commercial use. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting into the smaller, you know, condos, apartment complexes, and you got the big ones. Obviously, you have 200 doors. Then you've got retail. So you have your little strip malls that have, you know, your liquor store, your 7-Eleven, your Chinese food place, or whatever. Mm. <clears throat> you've got medical offices. You've got business offices, kind of the same category. And then you've got 
triple net box store properties, right? And what triple net means is take a Walgreens, for example. Walgreens has a building of its own typically, right? Once in a while, you'll find one kind of in a storefront, but typically it's its own building. Mm -hmm. So not Walgreens most of the time does not own that building. Someone else owns it and they lease it to Walgreens on a 15 year lease or whatever it is. And triple net means it's absolute net that Walgreens pay pays for everything. They pay for the taxes, the insurance. Mm -hmm. If something goes wrong, the roof, the the owner just sits there and collects money. Right. With no, with no, uh, with no responsibility, if you will, not like you would right. have if you were renting a house where you had to come in and have a super of, of some exactly. sort. Some word, okay, cool. exactly. Tri- triple net is it's all on your tenant, word. and the big companies do that because they just have more control over it, right? Starbucks, Walgreens, all those. So out of those, not and obviously I know the game a little bit more intimately than you do. Like what what attracts you? But which one do you think would would be the better bet? If I had the money. I would do the mm-hmm. triple net or the commercial. I'd stay away from dealing with individual home rental and four or less uh, tenant buildings uh, person yeah. that if I, if I had the money, you know, cause it's, it just seems like it's more of a, a short shot investment where you are guaranteed to get your money and you're dealing with, you're dealing with a clientele that, it, well, especially in triple net, um, there mm-hmm. are, they already know the ins and outs and they're not worried about it. You know what I mean? The thing, the thing that scares me about triple net, <clears throat> super lucrative, man. It, it can be the thing with triple net is when it's good, it's really good. It's probably the best uh-huh. because when you have a Starbucks in there or something and Starbucks is more fucking Starbucks, they're, they're bulletproof right now. When you have a, and I, I do a bunch of deals for Starbucks, people are buying up Starbucks like fucking, like it's going out of style. Just a quick but, segue. Is that individual owner or is that like just corporation? And- it, can, it can be either or. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know if it, it was like McDonald's or. or not, where you can like own that McDonald's and, you know, you're still part of the corporation, but you're the owner of that mm-hmm. location, you know? Yeah, it can be either or. So there's, so there's Starbucks, um, they have corporate owned stores mm-hmm. and run stores. So like if they strategically put something somewhere, they'll do that on their own, but they do have fran- they can franchise as okay. well. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds expensive. So when the good, <laughs> it's super, super expensive, dude. <laughs> You're talking millions of dollars, yeah. uh, <laughs> but it's lucrative, right? I mean, when you see it on paper, when I pencil these things out and I run all the finances and, and I do the analysis and the NOI, which is a net operating income, just essentially a cash flow of the property and just how, how it generates mm-hmm. money. It's, it's great. It's great for the borrower. The thing that scares me is what happens if it's JC Penny or, you know, like, yeah, when it goes out of business, blockbuster, you're blockbuster, right. When it shuts down, you got that spot. That- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh boy! <laughs> like fucking, uh, how many blockbusters, uh, vacant buildings do you see that used to be blockbusters? Yeah, a ton, right? Doggy. Somebody owns that. The problem is, like I said, when it's good, it's really good. But when it's bad, it's hard to fill that spot because now you have a a building that's custom designed for a fucking movie store, right. a blockbuster, or a Starbucks, right. right? And you only have, and it's and it's so big that not a mom and pop's not going to come take you. You need another big 
company to come take it. So you're, you're now you're playing in a pool of, you know, four or five companies that can lease your spot. Well, then also too, if you're, if you have somebody that wants to put a restaurant in there, you got to gut that place and put uh-huh. a whole new infrastructure of inside of it to support yeah. food. Yeah. Yep. I hear you, man. That's crazy. So, so there's good and bad to it. My, so just commercial straight out would be what you do. I think, I think industrial. Yeah. Like you saw these industrial parks. Yeah. I think those are great because they're big and a lot of them and it's kind of low maintenance and you have just really good, solid, well, yeah. you know, old fashioned tenants in there. You have straight engineering trucking. companies or and straight trucking, trucking. That's and, it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, auto you know, body shops, stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You have those tried and tested businesses that go in there and it's just, it's just a big space and it's not, it really doesn't move much. Well, I'm glad that we talked you know about what I mean? this because we talked about this anyway. So we're going to have to make a move. Yeah. So industrial and or um, <clears throat> multi-unit like apartment complexes. Cause a, it's a little bit more work, but you, 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 you know, you hire a managed company, management company, but some, they all, you, people always need a place to yep. live always. Yep. Always, always, always. So that you're, and if you find a good spot and it, and people are like, Oh, I want to buy it in the nicest neighborhoods. You know what? Some of the most lucrative apartment complexes for an owner of the building are not in the nicest of areas. They're in the, the so-so areas where right. people don't have the money to buy a where house. Where you can get people in that are looking for a place mm-hmm. that are just on the cusp and mm-hmm. they fit the criteria. And there's a demand is what you're getting at, right? There's yeah, a super exactly. demand for being mm-hmm. in a, in a unit. There's a, yeah, there's a demand for multifamilies and the demand for even retail strip. There's a demand, but retail is kind of going away too, yeah. right? The whole retail, everything with business, everything's going online now. So retail is kind of scary. And a lot of banks are pulling back from financing retail strip malls mm-hmm. because they're afraid, like, where's this company going to be in five yeah. years? Well, I, everything's fucking we Amazon see, now. See, you know what I mean? Retail like, malls that are butt ass naked, straight ghost yeah. town, you know? And that's uh-huh. what we grew up with where and that's what we shopped at, you know? Yeah. So the safest bet, in my opinion, is multifamily, multifamily, multi-unit apartment complexes. And then. Because you always have people who need somewhere to stay. And then. Always. And then you move in Rodimez, the crack dealer. <laughs> then you, you get your drug. You charge him a big. You get your drug ring going. It's just passive income, you know man. All over the place. That was racist. I should have said Rodimus. I should have said Jerry O'Connell. No, <laughs> that, that was right that's probably who it is. No, that's who. That's, Jerry that's in who the corner. flew the shit in. No, but anyway. <laughs> no, but I hear you. Uh, that's that's really that's a really good ass talk, man. That's real good talk. Yeah. So yeah, man, a lot lot to talk about. Interesting stuff, but. Before we get out of here, another shout out to Nipsey and my man Manny from the CBD company. Indeed. I know I got your name right. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, RIP Nip, man. Uh, this shit was just crazy, bro. Like I felt, I felt like it hurt, bro. And you know all the stuff that's happened in the past like four or five months, anyway, since October for me, anyway. But it just mm-hmm. was like an, it was yeah. like another family member was taken. And this one was just completely senseless, dude. Uh, and it, it definitely wasn't um, random. This was this was definitely a plot. But neither here nor there. That's a whole other combo. R.I.P. to Nip. All that you've done will continue to go on. 
because you have the marathon team, uh, your family, your friends, your fans, your your soulmates, man. God bless you, bro. And enjoy the next step of this life that we we don't even understand yet because we aren't there. Rest in and peace. And thank you. You think that was cool? All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks again for listening. Hey, if you have any questions, comments, complaints, tips, ideas, any of that stuff, shoot me an email, ray at wordsovericeshow.com. Thanks again.